and welcome to Richa Chats. We live in a society that in many ways values two things, talent and success. And in a society where we feel like our worth is tied to these two things, it can become easy to feel discouraged and think that one isn't inherently good enough or lucky enough to be successful. And it can also become easy to think that some people are more naturally gifted than others. Today, I'm gonna present a different perspective. It's that by being grittier, you can increase your chance of achieving whatever your goal is. What is grit, you might ask? Well, grit is the secret to success. It isn't based on talent, but rather a blend of passion and perseverance. And today's discussion about grit is based on a book called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. I chose this book because the author is the daughter of two scientists who, while she was growing up, said things to her like, quote, you know, you're not a genius. Well, later in life, she went on to become a researcher, professor, neuroscientist, and ultimately her background led her to study success and great achievement. And what she found was that success is the result of a blend of passion and perseverance more than any other trait like talent or genius. So if you want to learn how you can be a little grittier, this episode is just for you. All right, let's get started. When I was in elementary school, I went to a school that really valued the academic achievement of its students. In fact, around fifth grade, they saw differences in math achievement among students, so at the beginning of the school year, they began separating students based on their math performance. The high achievers went to Mrs. Kelly's room, the average achievers went to Mrs. Gross and Spencer's class, and the people that were deemed to be struggling in math went to Mrs. Bartholomew's class. And after grades were released, the school held this big award ceremony. The awards were given in three categories. The perfect straight-A students got one award. The next one was for the students who were above a certain threshold. And then there was one that was given to those who had improved the most. Now, they'd give awards in this order, so some of the parents complained. At the beginning of one of these award ceremonies, The principal began by addressing the complaints she'd received from some of the parents. And it basically went along the lines of giving an award for most improved seemed like a consolation prize and that it was very embarrassing for the children that were receiving it. Now, the principal addressed these concerns, but starting the award ceremony with a speech like that just made everyone think of the award as even more of a consolation prize. Now my fifth grade self felt like anything short of the highest achievement award was a bad look for my image. And even at that age, my mind would leap straight to the future and I would think, how could I get into a good college if I don't do well academically? But the principal saw something we all didn't. She wanted to acknowledge those that persevered because she knew that rewarding this quality would instill values that help one truly succeed in the long run. Maybe that principal knew a thing or two about grit. And in fact, one of the earliest examples Angela Duckworth discusses is that of rising stars who quit before their full potential was realized. She says, quote, Some people are great when things are going well, 
but they fall apart when things aren't. And going back to the awards example, perhaps the most improved award they gave in elementary school was the most important recognition to give to reinforce student behavior because, according to Angela Duckworth's research, the difference between the rising stars and the highly accomplished was that the latter were the epitome of perseverance. So now the question is, if you want to be grittier, what can you do? Through the course of the book, four assets are presented in order to develop grit from the inside out. The first is interest. Interest is the source of passion. But our society gives conflicting messages on the topic of pursuing your interests. When you go to college, the piece of advice I kept hearing the most is to do what interests me, so long as it's a popular major, because having an interest in a lesser known major might leave me jobless. On the other hand, at some point in commencement speeches, the speaker usually tells people to do what interests them. So which one is true? The science is pretty clear on this. In the book, there's data from close to 100 different studies consisting of adults from a wide variety of professions, and they found that people have much more job satisfaction when their job aligns with their personal interests. The second example she offers is based on a meta-analysis of 60 studies over the past six decades, and it shows that job performance is positively correlated with the level of interest one has in their work. So, if you're looking to develop grit, the first piece of advice is to find an activity you have interest in. So now, say you have an activity that you found that you're interested in, what's the next step to being grittier? The second step is practice. Grittier people tend to practice more, and she talks about how, as time goes on, world-class experts seem to keep growing and improving their skill, while others either drop out or they plateau at a much lower skill level. She then describes the practice routine of experts and how they spend their time practicing. She says that they set a goal and they focus on a specific aspect of their performance. She describes their focus on receiving feedback, most notably in what they did wrong instead of what they did right, so that they know what needs to improve. She also says that gritty people do more deliberate practice and they also experience more flow while practicing. Okay, now this is so important. In my own life, I've realized that I make much more progress when I'm able to make whatever I'm doing a flow activity. So, for example, a few years ago, I had purchased this workout DVD set. And with the DVD set came this eight-week schedule for what exercises to do on each day. Now, for the first few days, instead of doing the exercises, I'd tell myself, well, I need to watch what they're doing to get an idea. And the DVD set was by this man from Brazil named Leandro. And so in the evenings, I'd stop by this restaurant called Brazil Cafe, and I'd grab a sandwich, and I'd watch the workout DVD while eating my dinner. And I never got around to the practicing part. But last year, when the country went into lockdown and the gyms had closed, guess what I went back to for my daily workout? This time, I stayed on schedule, and I even added weights to make the workouts more challenging. The difference between my early attempt at exercising and my new discipline was now when I exercised, I tried my best to make it a flow experience, as in an experience where I'm completely immersed in the activity. So what I'd do is I'd listen to my favorite soca music as I went along with the exercises in the DVD, and that made the time go by really fast, and it also made me look forward to working out. 
And so when it comes to practice, spending time deliberately practicing, but also emphasizing the quality of time and making it a flow experience is important. The third asset she describes is purpose. And she describes purpose as something that's deeper than intention. In fact, she says purpose is, quote, the intention to contribute to the well-being of others. I liken this to what people consider a calling. It's a goal that's special to you and ultimately seeks to serve someone other than yourself. And that brings me to the fourth asset. And the last one is hope. Now, there are two types of hope. There's one type of hope in which you wish for tomorrow to be a better day, and then there's another type of hope where you commit to making tomorrow a better day. And gritty people have an internal locus of control, so they believe that they can control the outcome of their lives, which makes them willing to get up and try again. And there's one example in the book where she shows how important optimism is in developing grit and ultimately achieving your goals. And the example she gives is of elite swimmers training for the Olympics. Each swimmer was asked to swim at their best, but at the end, the coach told them a time that was slightly slower than their actual time. Then they were asked to repeat the exercise. What they found was that the optimists did at least as well as their first attempt, while the pessimists had a much slower time. So those are the four assets to developing grit from the inside out. If you liked this episode and liked what we talked about today, teach it to a friend and talk to them about what you've learned. The best way to mastery is through teaching someone else. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, send me a voice message through the link below. I'm here to listen. You can also send me a message on Instagram and I'll leave a link to both below. Next week, we're talking about self-care. We've all heard that the most important relationship is the one we have with ourselves. And self-care does just that so that we can be the best version of ourselves. I'm excited for next week's episode and for some self-care. Take care, and I'll see you next time on Richa Chats.